What's up, everybody? Uh, Corey Jepson here with the CJEP podcast. Uh, just a reminder, if you've been listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple or whatnot, you can also watch it. Just head over to the Instagram, um, at CJEP, and uh, check it out. So as you can see behind me, we got Richard Tilly. He's a friend of mine from Ink Labs. Um, so let's not drag this out. Let's talk with er- let's talk with Richard, and let's switch spots. How did it happen for you? Like, how do we know each other? Uh, well, so the way it worked out f- on my end is uh, Instagram. I saw your ads, mm-hmm. a lot of them, a lot of ads. You guys were promoting pretty heavy. I thought the name was unique, and then from that point, I kind of just kept watching what you were doing, and I saw you started messing with some higher-end clients than you had started with. Mm. I saw the video after video after video of, you know, you giving value through your videos. And Mm. um, I think, who was it? Was it, I think it was Robert Henry. Yeah. He was a client of yours or is a client? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, wait, that's it. Yeah, Yeah, Robert was like... I started messing with him and I noticed you guys talking and then we all just kind of just, you know. That's awesome. And I tell you, let me just, let's talk about Richard. The first time I met him, and connected with him. We connected on social media, but when we first met in person, which I believe was at the Cold Lake Dips with the Wim Hof Method with Josh, that's when it connected. I knew that this was a friend of mine. And I don't know how you explain those kind of things, Um, those those just natural connections. That's Richard. So let's get to know you, man. All right. First of all, you're kind of a weird dude. Yeah, I like that. I, I wrote a sentence. I wrote two sentences that... Describe your communication style and your presence. You want me to read them? Let's go. You speak as if you're a title of a book. The only way to really understand you is to open a book and read it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I view you. That's how weird you are and confusing. I speak like a book? Yeah, you speak like the title of a book. That's how I talk? No, just, yeah. (laughs) You have so much depth in you. But you don't let it all go. You choose, you pick and choose. I believe when you talk, people listen. Do you believe that? Um, I I know I have the power of influence. I've I've known that for a long time. You do. Uh, I don't I don't know how well people listen to the things that I say. Um, I mean, they may listen and it may not strike them right away, but something that I said might hit them down the line. You know, and I've seen that happen a lot. It happens a lot for me where I'll hear some really juicy stuff that at the moment in my life may not make any sense. But then fast forward three years, a situation happens and I'll remember that quote Mm. or that saying or whatever that is. And I'll usually apply it to the situation. I, I don't I don't think there's a more dedicated, more intense um, bomb dropper than you, (laughs) meaning when you speak. It means something, at least to me. Like when I've known you, you do not talk a lot. I mean, I know you're on a podcast and you're talking into a mic to people, but you only talk when it really matters. You only act when it matters. That's what I noticed about you. And that's why I say you're like the title of a book. I know that sounds weird, but it's like you look at this big book and there's a title on it. You're like, what the hell does that mean? But it looks so um, interesting and intriguing. But the only way to get to it is to read the book. Yeah. And I think you're like that. Like when I get to know you, I'm like, Richard never ceases to amaze me like <laughs> i'm just you, like man. yeah it's crazy I, I feel the exact same way about you well people should know you they should follow you and they should connect with you because um you you care about stuff and you know stuff and you look into stuff that are really 
out there and weird, but make complete sense. Cause I also do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, here's my first question. Who are you, man? Hmm. That's a really, really good question. Yeah. Just tell me um, who you are, who I am. I'm somebody that is on an incredible journey right now. I mean, my whole life has been an incredible journey, but I'm someone who's, 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 who's self-aware of that journey and creating the future that I want to have. So with doing that, I know that I have to be a certain type of person. I have to be a certain Mm. type of dad. I have to be a certain type of husband, a certain type of businessman. I have to be, I have to act and talk and think a certain way. And so I'm somebody who's just chiseling away at the the flaws until I can get the sculpture the way that I want it. So so you're be my life and my, my personal self. So you're a person who's acting as the person you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So what about present moment, Richard? Like you're always present. So you're always thinking about the man you're going to be, you're going to, you want to be, how does that come out into the present time? Like, it's almost like you're already the things you want. And then those things happen. Is that right? Yeah. So the way the universe works is, um, you ask it for something and it's going to throw everything in its power at you to make sure that you want it or to make sure that you develop the skill set that you need in order to be, or, or in order to have the things that you asked for. So mm-hmm. the universe will never say no. It'll just see if you're willing to go through whatever you need to go through to get it. And, uh, yeah. Tell me how you got here, man. To Idaho? Yeah. Just how did you get to where you are right now? You're running ink labs, you're doing screen printing. Um, what, how'd you get here? What, what shaped you into the man that you are? What hard things have shaped you to who you are now? A lot, a lot of uh, life lessons. I tend to intentionally do things the hard way for some reason. Um, somebody yeah. can tell me a hundred times how to do something and I still will find my own way of doing it. Um, and I think the things that shaped where I am now are all the worst things in life. Mm. Everything that I've gone through that's been the absolute worst has given me perspective or contrast or whatever you want to call it um, to know what that is and mm-hmm. not, not want, don't want to go the complete opposite direction. I read in a book once that said um, guy who falls in a, like he's, they say some people learn not to fall in a manhole by falling into it. Yeah, that's I complete. The problem is, is sometimes um, that comes with people who are very early adopters. They're impulsive. They're opportunistic. Right. Those are our like lower negative points. Mm -hmm. Right. And so growing up with ignorance, not knowing. So we're just learning and making decisions. There are some things we've done where you make a choice and it gets you into a place where it's very hard to back out. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give? How old are you? Uh, 36. Okay, so what would 36-year-old Richard tell 26-year-old Richard? So at the time when I was 26, I did have a business going. Uh, I had a clothing company at that time as well. This is before I had rolled into collections about, about that time. And what I would have said to myself was to work on yourself personally and fill your own cup before you try to fill mm. everyone else's cup because... I, I, I never worked on myself and I never 
try to advance and get better at certain things that I knew I was weak at. If I was weak at it, I just didn't do that. And I only focused on the things that I was good at, which only got me so far. So had I worked on better habits, rituals, day-to-day actions, um, surrounded myself with better people. I, I didn't have a, a really good crowd around me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and understood myself a little bit more. You know, I didn't understand, I didn't understand myself. I was just yeah. Whatever happens, happens. So were you the type of person when you were growing up that you would see an experience or see a person or see an uh, opportunity and you just act on it? Yeah. You would never stop. Yeah. So I'm going to join in with your answer here because okay. we're a lot alike and I believe that's why we're friends. <laughs> I'm going to tell 26-year-old Corey something too and we're going to tell 26-year-old Richard something. We're going to say, hey, you know what? There's people out there that are that. Mm-hmm. The key word, what I want you to do is I want you to look up the word moratorium. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking it up right now. Moratorium is a temporary prohibition of an activity. Take a breath. You are already gifted. You're already talented. You have a beautiful future. That's what I would tell myself, right? Mm-hmm. I'd go back to Richard and be like, Hey man, you're a badass. You're awesome. You're a deep thinker. You got great things, but any opportunity decision or person that comes into your life, just take, take a second. Cause that's what I would want to do. Just take a second don't make harsh decisions and put yourself in a place where you have to back out or you have to learn the hard way. Yeah. What do you think? Would you tell Richard that? Okay. So now in this current life that I live, I'm glad you said that. I, I'm, glad I'm glad too. Glad you the, you, okay. I got, I saw a light. So, yeah. That, that actually opened up something I, I don't really talk about much. Good. Let's talk about okay. it. You have when people who are reactive, all right, they don't, they don't, they're never proactive. They're always reactive, reactive situations. In every time that there is a, a time where you have to react, there is a small, tiny window of time. It's between, it goes between what happened and what, how you react. If you can learn to slow down time from the moment that something happens mm. to the moment that you react, it's a small interim of time. But if you can learn to dial in and slow down time in your favor, you can figure out which path would be the best path to go in that's good. In any situation. You do that? Yeah. How? So well, what I do is something will happen. I'll process it quick. I'll weigh out like a chessboard. I'll, if I move this way, these are the repercussions. If I move this way, I can advance this way. And this person could come at me from this side and this side. So I'd make sure I have to take care of myself here. Mm-hmm. It's like a chessboard. So in that small interim of time, I weigh out all the scenarios that could play out. And I pick which one would be the best to get the best outcome for so the person that I'm you or situation I'm dealing with and myself. So basically your macro, you have macro awareness over the, over, over what just happened. Yeah. Uh, if you can learn to separate yourself from the situation and yeah. look at it from a bird's eye view quickly and then play out all the different yeah. plays, then boom, you can figure out what would be the best for, so that let's say someone's mad at you or you did something to somebody you can, you could literally still get them to calm all the way back down. <laughs> yes. And you guys can get back awesome. on, on some, you know, common ground. And so they, they say that hindsight is 2020, but uh, being a witness observer of yourself in the moment is also 2020. Yeah. Taking a moment, separating yourself from every and all things, looking at the whole picture in just a moment. I just finding out the web of it making a choice that's also 2020 because you can kind of see where it's going to go that's awesome man so um i have a question and don't forget the mic what's with the what's with the 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Tell me your, about your family. Um, Do you want to talk about your family? Yeah. I mean, so I have my blood family and then I have. No, your, 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 wife, your wife, okay. your wife and kids. So uh, my wife, Jenna is there's not a, what's so crazy is when her and I talk about our, our past, we have such parallels and like commonalities in our, in our, the way we were raised. It's almost like we lived in the exact same time frame, just in different cities. Like the exact same things happened. Mm. It, we had the same experiences. It's so crazy. And um, so her and I have this out, outer connection. It's beyond paperwork of being married. And, you know, there's, there's more, there's a lot more there. Where did that come from? From the darkest time? places we could ever possibly did be. Did time in. play a part? Well, we've been together for 11 years now, but, oh, yeah. um, but there was, I had created so much chaos in our relationship that it took us to the lowest possible place that a relationship could possibly go. And when I, when I was self-aware that it's time to stop being that way and convert into a normal human and try to grow and <laughs> be the yeah. God that I am, um, I started being more self-aware of what I was doing that was causing those situations. Sure. So, um, so for instance, let's say we're getting an argument. I have, I stop nowadays and I ask myself, what am I doing that's causing this? You know, and then yeah, I'll try to good. figure out how to resolve it without having to yeah. have an extended blowout or whatever. One of my coaches would call that meta communicating. If you guys are talking and you're able to like, like you just said before, separate yourself from the situation, you're meta communicating. They say that's the healthiest way to communicate with your spouse. Yeah. A therapist. Well, because again, it, it goes back to what I was talking about before, where you have a moment of time where it's like, they may say something, but you have to be in control of your thoughts, emotions, and actions. Yeah, you're man. not in control of what they're going to say and what they're going to do. You're in control of what you're going to say and what you're mm-hmm. going to do. So if they say something that would, your normal programming would get you triggered and get you upset. Well, now that you have that self-awareness and you have that tool in your bag to use, you can get the outcome you're looking for without having to go to this That's know, good. extent that it goes to. And people don't have to fight all the time. It really doesn't have to be that. You know, and then as far as my kids go, I got three daughters. Um, One of them is nine. The other one's four. And my youngest is two. They're all in crazy stages in their (laughs) lives. And, you know, me being the dad that I am, I want to keep feeding the things that they like, you know, that they love so much. And so uh, I I give each one of them personal attention as far as where, where their attention's at. So if one of them is, you know, my daughter, my one daughter's into space a lot and costumes and stuff. So we we double down on all those things and yeah you know feed into her gifts same thing with my other daughters whatever they like to do we just go all in on it that's awesome man so before we go into these other questions here i want you to look at the camera and i want you to tell the person out there i want you to tell so the reason i have you talk to your younger self in this podcast is because i think you could help a lot of people in regards to your situations that you went through let's say there's this younger, there's this young man out there and he's causing chaos in his relationship. And is and, and then his his other half, right? She's experiencing it like kind of like what happened with you and Jenna Lee. What are you gonna tell him? What can you tell the person that's like so stressed out that they're like keep causing this information, maybe they're this this chaos and they're unaware of themselves? What what would you say to them? Well, just like I said earlier, what am I doing that's causing this? If you can figure out how did you figure it out? How did it come to you? Was there a moment that you remember where it was just reading? It was educating myself and 
something I wanted to do better at was be a better communicator and a better husband and a better father. So I found resources that gave me tools to do that. One of them being uh, that actually saved my life that I talk about all the time is Core 4 from Sean Whalen. You know, uh, how to uh, make shit happen, I believe is the name of his mm. book. Um, that book changed my life. I, I read it probably once a month just to kind of refresh. That's awesome. And um, it, he explains in there about, you know, how he had a lost marriage and all the things that he did that led up to it and what he, what he learned from it and what he's going to do moving forward. And a lot of the stuff were just regular tools. Like, like I said, like, what am I doing that's causing this situation to happen? You, did or you what? know during those pro those times where it was really chaotic that you kept causing it all? No, I didn't. I mean, I, maybe I did because I I had some other dark energy that was controlling me. There, mm -hmm. it, this guy right here wasn't here. That guy was like somewhere deep, deep down. The guy that was external that everybody knew, that saw who who what the, you know what they thought I was. Uh, that person was controlled by a very, very dark energy. And, uh, and I didn't, I, maybe I did know and I didn't care. You know, yeah. Maybe I, I would intentionally cause situations to happen. You know, and I, I, did, I feel like I did that a lot where I knew that if I got into a fight with Jenny, she would kick me out and, you know, I'd be able to do whatever I wanted. And I took advantage of that probably sometimes. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. dude, I want to say to you, like hearing about that man, it's nowhere near the man that I know. Like, I just need people to know. I want them to see the contrast and transition and testimony of someone who is awesome, dude. You're an incredible person. You are clear in what, how you talk. I, you said something earlier that you wanted to work on your communication. You're a very clear communicator. And like I said, you're like, you mean what you say. And everything, like you're a bomb dropper, man. You just drop something. Sometimes you'll text me or we'll Marco each other. And I'll just be like, wow, that's awesome. And like, I'll yeah. get all pumped up. It's pretty cool, man. Well, you do the same thing for me. And I feel yeah. like that's why we connected. It's awesome. I, didn't, I don't have uh, too many people that I surround myself with that do go to that level of thought. Same. You yeah. know, so I think that that's where you and I connect a lot is being able to go to those levels that, you know, a lot of people we deal with on a daily basis just kind of stay at the surface level. Yeah. And what we're talking about is all we do is send emojis to each other. That's it. So the <laughs> next thing, thought emojis. just emojis. Um, let's talk about some other questions I have. If the internet shut off tomorrow and stayed off forever, what would you do and how would you live your life? If you woke up tomorrow, internet's off forever. It's gone. How do you live your life, man? Uh, I would still just shuck and jive like I do now, man. You just, it would be, I think it would, uh, it would open up an opportunity for more person-to-person uh, -person connections. Yeah, and you just take advantage of it. It wouldn't bother you. You just no, wake I, up, I, you'd be pumped. You know, I'm an extrovert. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm actually an introvert that has to force myself you have to, to go, an extrovert. You have to trade and do cash only and like just no internet. Yeah. That's awesome. I would I love would, for yeah, that Yeah, I would happen. still network like I do. I'd still find resources. I yeah. would still help build. I would still help other people get through whatever they're going through. And I would love a movie to come out of the internet shutting off forever and what would happen. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have it before. Yeah. Well, it could happen. Anything that can happen now, we shut the whole world down. Yeah. If you were wrongfully imprisoned for a life sentence and you knew you couldn't get out of it, so it was certain that you were wrongfully imprisoned for life, you couldn't get out of it, it's over, you're in. What would you do and how would you live your life? I think that I would dedicate my time to helping other people that do have an opportunity to get out, to 
be released into society with a better mindset than what they came in with. And to find I a way to get I knew that I had no choice, <laughs> then I would... Because I know no, no matter what situation I'm ever put into in this world, I'm going to be okay with just me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with me in any scenario. So, I if I could help other people understand that about themselves, mm. and if I was in a... Do you think you could find fulfillment and happiness in that, in that kind of a scenario? Yeah. I think by awesome. helping other people. Because if I knew that they could go out and be better, and it was because of a, a conversation that I may have had with them or some type of training that I did with them. You know, just, just Those scenarios just create gratitude, huh? Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's why I start my day with gratitude every That's single day. That's awesome, morning. man. Okay, so what's your weakness? What are you least proud of? Like, you just like, fuck. Uh, my weakness is time blocking. I feel that I, I could do better with that. I feel another weakness I have is laziness. Mm. Um, I could, I feel like I could do more. It's very vulnerable of you to say that. I have the same one. I say the same thing, and uh, but I think it's in our heads. I think it's in our heads, and we'll talk about that more later when we're one to one. We haven't hashed that out, but that's funny you should say that, and I want that just to. I want to moratorium that bad boy yeah people i mean they they see that i'm not clearly not fucking lazy but can i cuss on here yeah Yeah, i already already said it no you're good so uh they clearly see that i'm not lazy but there i know me and i know when i potential when i yeah i know that i could push harder you know what i mean i know i could it's that's really uh that's really cool man all right. So the problem is, is not feeling guilty. Guilt is not an, an energy. not an energy or an emotion you want to have. So that's probably what you're, you're expressing. You're saying, I have this problem with laziness and I feel guilty about it. And that is not where you want to be. Well, it affects my self-confidence. Right. Exactly. And we just don't want that. Yeah. So it'll be a fun conversation when you're on again. Um, give me in a nutshell, your daily routine. What happened? Because this is what I'm personally interested in. What, do, what is a di- Just give me the routine list. Sure. Uh, the morning always has to be the same. Uh, I get up between 3 and 3.30. And then immediately I will express my gratitude for being here. Uh, whether I go out on my balcony, thank God for another day, or, you know, I just say thank you as I'm walking, you know, down the hall. Um, I immediately get into a workout. Sometimes it'll be yoga, like a morning yoga routine. So I'll be doing yoga by like four, um, done by like 4.45. And then immediately I'll start reading uh, because I'm at like a peak state. Mm-hmm. So I like to, that's when I like to absorb because I feel like those things are I'm more receptive to them when I'm like wide awake. Yeah. You know? So uh, I read immediately after that. And then, um, and then I just clean up, get ready for the day, take the kids, you know, school mm-hmm. and everybody does what they do. And then, from nine to four is dedicated to uh, production stuff. So adding collabs. Yeah, whatever, whether that or just just production stuff in general, because we have other side projects we work on mm-hmm. as well. So it's solely focused on production. And then after four, uh, we go back home. We kind of wind the kids down, kind of get all that going. And then it's uh, another workout. You know, Jenny and I will work out again in, in the evening mm-hmm. and then, you know, it's getting the, everything ready for the kids for the next day and getting ourselves ready. But it's that morning where all the magic is at. Yeah. And then uh, you wind up. What time do you go to bed? Uh, well, I also do education for myself in the evenings as well. So um, I 
you know, when the kids go to sleep is when I'll watch YouTube videos. I know we talked about YouTube videos. So I'll do YouTube videos of all the different things that I need to work on. So yeah. for instance, with the business, let's say we're doing organization. I'll learn how to put all those pieces in place so that you know, I, I take that time in the evening to do that. Nice. That's and then, cool, so man. as far as when I go to bed. So yeah. I, uh, my first time I was trying to get sober, I was trying to figure out how successful people live. What is the, what is like Bill Gates douchebag, but what about what, if, <laughs> you know, what does his schedule look like? Or, or, you know, the Apple guy, whatever his yeah. name is. I forget Tim now. Cook. Tim Cook. Um, so I would try to figure out what are these guys doing? Cause they have the same 24 hours I have, but yeah, why yeah. is theirs so much more productive? And I watched this interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he talked about being awake for 18 hours a day and sleeping for six. And I was like, man, get so much more done in that time frame. So 18.6, so I ran with 18.6. It took me a while to, to adjust to it uh, because I was used to the normal, you know, whatever everyone else does, eight hours of sleep or whatever. Um, and then once I dialed that in, I realized I'd really, I couldn't even fall asleep after, you know, my 18 hours. I was staying yeah. up even longer. So it actually rolled into 20 hours on, four hours off. And so mm -hmm. that's what I do now. So I'll, be, I'll go to bed between 11 and midnight and then I get up between two Really? Every day. Seven days a week. And it works for you. Perfectly. I don't need a lot of sleep. All right. Damn, dude. Okay. Well, but yeah, I've conditioned myself. Yeah, that's you know, That's good. not like I didn't just start doing that or just be that yeah. way. It was like I had to go again and again and again and again. That's I pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, last question. Tell me about your $23 million thing. So, uh, as you know, uh, I'm huge on manifestation and uh, law of attraction the universe that's all within all of us. So you inside of you have the power to do, see, feel, touch anything that you want, even if it doesn't even exist right now. You currently have that power. For me, um, I want to, there's a goal that I have to create financial stability for my family. And a milestone for that financial stability is a number that I came up with of $23,819,000 and 84 cents. And I gave it a date of August 19th, 2025, which is my birthday. Um, 819 is a number that follows me, has my whole life. So it only made sense for me to line it up on 819 mm -hmm. with what it is, this big goal that I have or whatever. You, it's not even really that big, but it's a goal that I have that would seem big to somebody else. And so I, I set it on that day just so I'm in, in sync with the universe and I set it. And I, Why I, do you want that much money? Why is that? It's not stability? even that much. It's just, it's a starting point. It's, sure. it's a manifestation starting point. You're just to, doing it because to, like, just it's, to do it. Dude, that's awesome. Okay. So let me challenge you on this. What are you doing to reach this? Like what uh, other, it can't just be, whoop, whoop. it's gotta be like, you have a, ma okay. So for example, Mason's sitting over there, right? If I told you right now to go to Mason's house, it's a pretty simple direction, right? Go to Mason's house right now. Pretty easy. Everybody talks about going to somewhere. Like, this is a simple request. Could you do it? If you told me how to get there? Nope. Just told you to go there right now. You get in the car. Oh, you couldn't I mean, go. I would probably figure it out, you know. How would you figure it out? I could look them up in the white pages. I the could look white them up pages? What is this, 1973? Yeah, there's ways to do Holy it. Holy shit. Just so you know, I was a skip tracer for a long oh, time. God. So I okay. have my ways. You know what I mean? I'll find his the house. The point is, <laughs> the point is, I didn't give you that, right? You can't get to Mason's house. You get in your car, yeah. you're like, okay, so the sure. point is, the only way to do that is to have a map, right? Yeah. The map to your goal. My goal is to get to Mason's house. And the crazy thing is, is once I have a map, I'm driving down the road at this point. Maybe my map is in GPS. It's in my phone. 
put it in there. I got it because the person that gave me the directions, um, they gave me the address. I put it in there. Now I can drive. Now I can think about something else, do something else, make some phone calls, do my life, right? As I'm on my way. That's how I look at this whole thing, right? Do you have a map? What are you I'm doing? not going to express everything that we're doing, but yeah. I do so much that I don't get paid for because I know the laws of reciprocity, I believe it's mm-hmm. called. Where you give, 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 and then you receive, mm-hmm. right? So I'm in full cooperation with that law. Cool. All right. Uh, I, I constantly network. I'm constantly putting myself in uncomfortable situations that lead closer and closer and closer to what that is and the trajectory that i'm on now we're getting there okay no problem i'm i'm gonna surpass that goal i love it okay so tomorrow 23 million dollars is dropped into your lap then what then how do we take this and figure out how to serve the most amount of people with it yeah have you thought about that as far as serving people yeah what you would do like like the answer to that well i i don't know in in the sense in which I haven't, that hasn't presented itself to me yet. I've asked for it. I'm just waiting for... Well, if I'm an investor and you asked me for $23 million, I want to know what you're going to do with it. Yeah, And if sure. the universe or God that might be, yeah. is the investor, he's holding it, right? <laughs> well, I think that my, my skill to transfer energy, um, to influence, I, I believe somewhere in that space is where I'll find that answer. I sure, just man. haven't... It hasn't presented itself to me to where I'm aware of it. Okay, I get that. You're waiting for it's. Ha- it's to going do. You're to waiting for I'm going to find so out. So you're the middleman. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the universe to be like, hey, this is where you're at. This, this is where, you're this is where you need to put your eggs. Got at. it. Okay. And it happens to me a lot. Well, I think the investor wants you to think about that more. I yeah. would. If I'm investing that kind of money into somebody, I want to know. I think what you're saying, though, what I love about it is you're saying, I just want to be a worthy vessel. Yeah, that's I want to be looked is. There at is as something a controlling vessel. me now. Like I told you, there was a dark energy that controlled me before. There is a bright light that's controlling me right now. You and I've surrendered to it mm-hmm. and I give everything to it. I, I I don't sleep. I don't I push, 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 push. I challenge. I keep going. I do everything I'm supposed to do that that what this energy is telling me to do. You're like Paul, man, in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? No, Paul was killing Christians and then suddenly he's like the writes a third of the New Testament. Did he? Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't read You're that. like Gandalf the Grey who turned into Gandalf the White. <laughs> I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's some people out there that know what I'm saying, and it's good. Yeah. All right, that's, that is it. That is it, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love sure. that you're on the podcast. We'll do this more. This is the longest podcast I've ever done. Yeah. So That happened uh, with my buddies in Utah. We, uh, we went on for like an hour and 20, and typically yeah. their, their things are like 45 minutes. Yeah, mine are usually 10 minutes, and this one's about I, I really know, like your 30. stuff, though. Thanks, dude. I just like the, it's like just a soft vibe. You know what I mean? You can, I can get comfortable in my space, in my yeah. coffee, and just hear you out and just, you know, oh, think nice. on what you're, what That's you're talking cool. I really like that. Thanks. Well, now you can get coffee and have a soft vibe and listen to yourself for, <laughs> for 30 minutes. I love yeah. you, man. Love you too, bro. Thank you. Yep.